Bill, I think I'm being stalked. Stalked? Yeah. As in celery or? Uh, well, or? the other day someone sent me a bunch of flowers, but all the heads had been cut off. Ooh. So you you were all close the heads, with the celery all, thing. All the heads have been cut off. <laughs> yeah, so I was stalked. I don't know if you were celery stalked or, <laughs> you know, broccoli stalked or what kind of stalked happened to you? Taking stock in your future <laughs> the heads were gone the heads were gone have you have you used every version of stock that's available i don't think do I we have. say s-t-o-c-k we say that exactly the same way as s-t-a-l-k well, I think we don't do. we is that I, that's not just not is, oklahoma bill is, is, is silent to me <laughs> at least in this in this country and the stock, o and the a are the same in that those stock words? and st- but you, li- listen to this stock and stock it, well I, you, it, do you I have tweaked a, that I tweaked. on the second one <laughs> I talk right. No, I I don't know. Stock and stock sounds the same, you know. A yeah. stock of celery and I stocked the uh, deer. Okay, we got to quit yeah. talking about stocks though, okay. because right. <laughs> I don't want to think stock because in this heads, conversation anymore. Heads is actually what we're going to talk about heads. today. Right. Heads. Right. Heads. And who thought, you know, we're talking about the heads you have styrofoam heads in the love section of this museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what museum? Uh, Why, it's the rural, rural Oklahoma, Oklahoma museum, museum of, of poetry, poetry. romp. Romp.com. Welcome, everyone, to Wacky welcome, Boy Life. Welcome. Welcome to this Sean and Bill show. This this is Sean. This is Bill. I'm gesturing. <laughs> as He's usual. Pointing. As usual. Um, but uh, who got the idea to write on a styrofoam head? That well, is, I did. Mm-hmm. But my sister, Roxanne, has done all this artwork in the past with styrofoam heads. Yeah. And, yeah, she kind of. Started and is it because that, ignited? That. I wonder is it because love starts in the in the in the brain? It's kind of a, a, a cerebral connection, perhaps. No, it's not. Okay, I'm getting too deep. <laughs> okay, no, Cut I'm just that. saying that's not. Take the your reason. time. Take your time when you answer. <laughs> uh, well, here in the museum, we're recording here in the museum at uh, in Locust Grove, Oklahoma, and we have an exhibit that's pretty new called "15 Tip: 15 Themes in Poetry," and one of the themes is memory yeah. that's what these heads are oh, about it's, it's not love it's memory yeah memory well it makes perfect sense to me now thank you for Bill, have you ever walked through the museum yes i have <laughs> but i don't know why I, why i thought that was love you know, my gosh because these poems are about I think love. Says i'm left-handed these perhaps. poems are about love yeah they are about love maybe uh-huh. that's it but yeah. they are in the memory in the, the memory. memory section so there is a um, there's a whole wall and you can see a picture of it if you go to wackypoemlife.com if you're listening elsewhere right now, be sure and go over there and see the picture. You can see the whole wall of uh, styrofoam heads that people are writing on. And the um, the thing that it says there about memory, it, that is a really strong theme in poetry. And it says uh, on the wall, memory is a vital part of what makes us human. We feel memories in our body when they are stored. Our brains hold short-term and long-term memories, and they are a repository of all of our loves and sorrows. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, the love thing okay, right. that you said. And then mm-hmm. the prompt for the styrofoam heads is, what is a memory, small or large, that will always be a part of your life or that you want to retain? Write about it on one of the heads for others okay. to see. Y- yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I so like we that. picked two heads. We picked two heads. Right, correct. <laughs> you, you, I chose a head. You chose a head. That's right. Right. To talk about in the episode today, because that's what we do on this on this podcast is we take something that someone has written here in the museum and we talk about it for yeah. a little while. Yeah, memories are good. I like memory. You know, I do too, and I love that song from Cats. Oh yeah. Memory. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's tragic. All alone. Yeah. That was Griselda. She yes. was. She was. She was the fading. The old cat that but she, nobody wanted. But she remembers her beauty. Yeah. She was. She was at the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. You know, and once you start to descend, you know, she felt that her worth was was lessening. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but it ends with look mm-hmm. a new mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has Beca- begun. Yeah, an- another memory start. It's yeah. very very beautiful. It's lovely, mm-hmm. lovely, lovely. So uh, we have uh, two writings. I'm not really going to call these poems. And I think that's okay. Okay. I mean, I don't think they're written as poems. They're written as memories. And a memory can be a poem. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I don't think these necessarily are. And and that's fine. I, I still want to talk about them because they are the idea for a poem, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or a poem generator or the the inspiration right. for poems that could come. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very rich in, 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 in memory. Yeah. Yeah. And, and visualization. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you want to read the two poems? I will read. Shall I read uh, one and then read the other one? Um, I'm sorry. Of course. Yes. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll choose which one to read. Then I'll read the one right after that. You know, that look on your face is like, I, you know what? You know what you were going to say? I think you answered your own question. Take another drink. Okay. Bill. Take another drink. Uh-oh. Um, I'll read the first poem. Taking care of my mom as she lay dying. I cleaned her and thought about the care she took of me. Life is a circle. That was poem number one. Very beautiful. Yes. Poem number two. The last phone call with my dad. I did not know it was the last we'd ever have. He told me how proud he was of how far I've come. He would tell his friends of how talented of an artist I was. And when I take a shit, that it must look like a sculpture. <laughs> that was the last conversation we had. He died of a heart attack. Love you, Dad. Yeah. So I'm appreciative of the people that visited the museum and shared these. And one's mother, memories. one's father. Yes. One's a little more graphic than the other. Mm-hmm. One's a little more ethereal. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You know, she could tell she was kind of having a, a little bit of a little bit of fun there. That the fact that he he said that about her feces yeah <laughs> and so yeah. that's something that she'll always remember well he thought inter- she was such a great artist and and yeah. that was what you got what i got was like i wonder what i wonder if that was said facetiously you know to me i wonder if there i wonder if that was a bit of a con of a contentious conversation oh, really? i did yeah. i i thought is that is that a, I, sort of a, like you're an artist so do you think that you're you know everything about you is art um <laughs> I just okay. want, I, I wonder, uh, again, people's perceptions are going to vary, mm-hmm. but I thought, I wonder if this is a loving resem- resemblance or if it's a hurtful remembrance of a sarcastic remark. Interesting. And yeah. yet I don't want to rain on this parade, mm-hmm. so to speak, but that was my take on that. Well, that's, you know, that's the power of language is that it has a metaphoric quality to it. Yeah. Um, that there are uh, a figurative quality yeah. to it right. that it can yeah. be interpreted in various ways. Yeah. yeah. And I just I, – I like the fact that she was confident in her uh, herself that, that she could go ahead and, and, and write without having to omit 
any words that might be, uh, you know, controversial. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it gives it an honesty, a, a greediness, and I think it adds to the to the memory mm-hmm. personally because that was yeah. what was actually said. There's no, no, that no. That was the last conversation. There's no, there's yeah. no need to go ahead to o- omit or to censor, you know, mm-hmm. truly. Mm-hmm. So. And you know what? I like the fact that she used the word conversation. And uh, I'm saying she because I I remember the the young woman who wrote this, so I know it is a woman. Okay. Um, the just the word conversation, I yeah. think is a. I should have asked my lover the online etymology dictionary about conversation. Conversation. I'll have to, to look that up to converse the, the origin of it, mm-hmm. because most people would just say that was the last time we talked. Mm-hmm. You know, or yeah. I like conversation too. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's the way it rolls off the tongue. Conversation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to converse, to have a banter, a dialogue, to mm-hmm. speak to one another. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, in the other one, the word that stands out is a circle to me. You know, that idea that life is a circle, which oh, is certainly. it's very you know that's very mm-hmm. common. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of a cliche. But if you put it in in terms of your personal experience, and then it means you know so much more. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because. The granddaughter, you take care of this, you know, uh, next, week, next, next week. weekend. Next weekend, yeah. Maybe many decades from now is the one that holds your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. maybe she's a nurse or a doctor and, or, or just a, a mother or a, she has, she'll always be your granddaughter. Punk, but rock, you, punk rocker. Punk rocker. But you'll have that <laughs> connection. And uh, I, I think that the taking care of my mom writing is a, a, a universal experience. Um, at some point or another, death and the ending of life is learned, and Claire unfortunately will learn that mm-hmm. some at some time she'll lose a pet, she'll lose this, there'll be tears, yeah, and she'll learn that there is an ending to to this life, mm-hmm. and that we do have we're only it, it's only a finite thing. Mm-hmm. And her parents thought she was going to learn that earlier this year, whenever the little kitten that I had that. That oh, died, yes, yes. yeah. That got yeah. really sick, Did, and we couldn't we couldn't save him. And she, he was really so she, affectionate she, with Claire. And so she sort of got a micro lesson in yeah. loss with the loss of your cat. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, it didn't. I we told her, you know, that he had died, and uh, I think her parents talked about what that meant. But you know, it's I'm such not sure a deep, it took hold. <laughs> it's such a deep. It's such a deep uh, uh, conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know, kids just don't understand you know that co- the complexity of, of 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 not being here of non-existence. Yeah, yeah. And nor should they. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just you know, I don't think adults know a lot of, of of some of that. But it's just one of those things that that is just a part of our life. You know, yeah. in the midst of life, we are in death. And um, these two heads that we picked are about uh, a death. But there are several that are written on out there, and they're not all on mm-hmm. the same thing. One of them just mm-hmm. said something. The memory was the time we saw the eagle. That's what the person wrote. The time we on, saw. Isn't the that time nice? we saw that eagle. You know, it, it, that would be an immediate, immediate remembrance. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But for so many people, the memory of love is a, is one of the strongest yeah, memories. Yeah, especially if it's associated with loss. With loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the poem, there's another poem out there that I, because with each of the themes in this exhibit, I also have poems from, you know, famous and a lot of dead poets that are on that theme. So people can see uh, some poems from uh, professional poets. And one of them that's out there is by Edgar Lee Masters. 
who wrote uh, these books called Spoon River Anthology, and I just love those those books. And the the point of the Spoon River Anthology is that there's this whole town of people from Spoon River. They're all dead, and they're all speaking from the grave. Mm-hmm. So every poem is from a person who's speaking from beyond. Okay. And yeah. uh, the poem out there, and they're all just titled by the name of the person. And there's a short poem out there by him that has to do with memory that, that I wanted to read. It's called Francis Turner. I could not run or play in boyhood. In manhood, I could only sip the cup, not drink, for scarlet fever left my heart diseased. Yet I lie here, soothed by a secret none but Mary knows. There is a garden of acacia, catalpa trees, and arbors sweet with vines. There, on the afternoon in June, by Mary's side, kissing her with my soul upon my lips, it suddenly took flight. Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> so here's a person talking about their memory of this kiss. Yeah. You know, with Acacia, the loved one. And, acacia tree. Yeah. Must have been dying Africa. early. I, uh, that's a, I love those lines. The Garden of Acacia. Acacia. Trees. Acacia. Catal- <laughs> a catalpa is here, but do, I don't think we have it. See, look at me. I, I go to my <laughs> my botanical mind goes to, we don't have acacia trees in here. Yeah, this. we do. Do we? Because uh, Edgar Lee Masters was from somewhere in the Midwest. Oh, okay. I don't know. All. I'll look this up. Okay. <laughs> I'll investigate this. I can't remember right offhand. Um, but, yeah, I, I love his his poems. And, and a lot of them are about memories because, like I said, they are from the point of view of a person who is dead and speaking from the grave. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I, I don't know why I wrote this, Sean. I wrote, is, I wrote, is death a door that closes or is it a portal that opens? Oh, gosh. Here, <laughs> you know, a little light question. Uh, now I'm taking a, little, a drink. It's a little light. It's a little, uh, you know, answer that in two, in two sentences. Here's what we'll do with that question. Oh, no. Let's lighten that up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Back you know, to heads. Back to, back to heads. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not going to bury my head in the sand. we gotta, we got to keep our head and shoulders above things here. Right, okay? right. Okay. So yeah. what, what what did the hat tell the tie? Uh, let me think. What did the hat tell the tie? Uh, the hat tell the tie? Uh-huh. I am I'm I am a, a brim above you. Oh, that's nice. You hang around, and I'll go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm always beneath you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that did keep it lighter. My, my sister once threw a block of cheddar at my head, and I said, "Well, that's mature." Mature. <laughs> that's mature. Very mature, Roxanne and Kelly, or whichever one threw that. That's my head jokes. Nicely aged. Okay, so here's a here's an interesting thing I did learn from my my lover, the online etymology dictionary, and that's about head. Do you know that it comes, Bill? Do you know well, oh. that the word head comes huh. from the Proto Indo European root, our old buddy, meaning kaput. Kaput. Yes. Like going kaput. Yes. K a p u t. Kaput. Head. That's the origin of the word head. I would have never, ever <laughs> guessed it. Me either. You know? I didn't know that. But it is from, there's a, the Old English is hefod, the, the top of the body, and which also meant a chief person, a leader, or a ruler. But it's the, the root of it is uh, kaput, meaning head. And that comes from, um, where does that come from? To be, well, do you know a behead also means... Um, to be here with uh, to 
the B in behead is uh, with force, and then you know the head is kaput. Hmm. So you you can <laughs> say kaput with to, force. It's to, to behead. <laughs> so you can say this glass of li- this glass of wine went right to my kaput. <laughs> That's right. I, I'll be. I will be darned. I had no idea. Will you be darned? I'll be darned. I don't mean to cuss. Sorry about you know. A lot of cuss words today. Sorry about that. There are a lot of meanings for the word head. Yeah. You know that, don't you? I think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Head of the class. Head of lettuce. Mm-hmm. You know. Head of uh, the toilet. The toilet is the head. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, you've never heard of toilet called the head. No. Going to the head. No. No. I really. Never, I've never heard of this. <laughs> I've heard of Lou. I've heard of, you know, I've heard of yeah, the head. Latrine. Never yeah. Well, that's the... based on, uh, that's a, from 1748. It was the location of the crew toilet was in the head of the ship. Well, how many of our of our head. listeners knew that going to the toilet was the head? I want to know this. I think a lot of them do. Me. You a lot me. of them. I think, I, think, I think very few. So let's settle this. Y'all contact us. Head count. Head, I mean, head, of course, head count. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's do a head count. Mm-hmm. We're missing one. One's wondered. Do you know what that that uses headcount uses this really fancy literary thing called synecdoche? You ever heard of synecdoche? That's a, that's a town in New York. Yeah, I used to grade AP. T- <laughs> I used to grade AP test, and they synecdoche was something they like to talk about all the time. Synecdoche. Where you take a part to represent the whole. Yeah. So a headcount, you're not counting people's heads; you're counting the person. Mm-hmm. So that's a synecdoche. So we got out there in the in the museum on the other side of, of the wall where we're talking. We have all those heads, and we could do a head count. Yeah. 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 But we're talking about people. I just – you learn something different every day, <laughs> every day, every day. Head well, count. yes, this is true. Yeah. Very interesting. And it was just – some of that was off the top of my head. Did it <laughs> go the, over your head, Bill? Off the top of your it, – it went, it went over my kaput. Well, yes, it did. use your head, and, I, I, and we'll get something done I'm, here. I'm trying. Don't turn it on its head. I'm trying. I'll I'm give trying. you a head start. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Don't pull that football away from me, Lucy. Uh-uh. <laughs> the heads are going to roll. Heads will roll. Mm-hmm. Heads will roll, yes. Do you remember that uh, comedian Mitch Hed, uh, Hedberg? Mac- Mitch Hedberg. I remember Max Headroom. No. <laughs> no. To answer your question, I really don't. But I wanted to learn. He was kind of a he was kind of a hippie guy, and he had long hair, and he'd wear these uh, purple glasses, and he sort of was always looking down when he was talking, and he would just sort he had a bunch of one liners, and one of them I remember was about going in to buy a. It wasn't a one-liner, but it was a weird joke about going in to buy a donut, and he gets the donut, and the guy asks him if he wants a receipt for the donut, and he said, "We don't have to bring pen and paper into this transaction, you know, whatever." But anyway, I, I had a funny little joke about uh, something. Okay, <laughs> that he said, "Oh, it's about memory," because we're talking about heads, but we're talking about memory too. I'm just enjoying watching you trying to. <laughs> You know, sometimes the delivery is as funny as the joke. I know. know, I'm like, what what was I thinking? Okay, so okay, so Mitch Hedberg, he said, I saw a commercial on late night TV. It said, forget everything you know about slipcovers. So I did, and it was a load off my mind. (laughs) Then the commercial tried to sell me slipcovers, and I didn't know what the hell they were. (laughs) So it worked. (laughs) He really got him off his mind. You know, 
<laughs> it sounds like a pointless joke. <laughs> you know, some jokes, the punchline just leaves you dangling, and that's hilarious to me. That's kind of what that reminds me of, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, was, he was head and shoulders above Head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. <laughs> Nobody copyright that for anything, right? <laughs> uh, y'all wouldn't have thought we'd go here from talking about well, that, that, the but death that's of why, a loved one. <laughs> but that is, that's, you know, that, like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That's why it's wacky. That's why you're here. That's mm-hmm. why you come back. And, mm-hmm. and, and we were talking about before we started recording that these are very personal Memories, of course, the the loss and the memory of a loved one, and uh, but these, are, I said that these people obviously have enough distance from this that they could write about it and share it with other people. And they chose to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have enough distance that they, you know, dealt with it and uh, are mm-hmm. dealing with it and chose to share it. Right. Which I think is nice. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is also, you know, the maybe the first step in writing a poem is if you have material that is personal and you feel compelled to write about it and so you get it down on paper that's the first step and then the second step is if you really want to make it into something um, poetic mm-hmm. yeah then then go there but I used to tell um, writing students that don't try to write about something that you're too close to you know that you still feel very very strongly and and they would think that that was really contradictory well shouldn't you write about things that you feel strongly about Yes, but not ones that are just, you know, so strong in your head that you can't even really um, get the get the details out. Or You don't communicate it. properly under duress or emotion. It's not a, you Thank know. Thank you. Yes. I think maybe that might be it. Yes. It's just an emotional outburst is never quite effective. It's usually not poetic. Not poetic, typically. Mm-hmm. Be, uh, one of the definitions of, of poetry, I think I've said this before, that Wordsworth has was that it was emotion recollected in tranquility so getting yourself into a a restful state Mm -hmm. and then you can recollect the emotions that you felt in a certain situation and be able to write about them Mm -hmm. in a in a effective way Mm -hmm. and communicate them uh, very understandably yeah which reminds me bill because i just said something about what poetry is next week is our 52nd episode. One year. One year. Uno año. <laughs> and we just decided that we were going to do the episode on one of the other themes that's here in the, in the museum, and the theme is poetry. <laughs> Oddly enough. <laughs> what You know, there's all kinds of poems about poetry. Mm-hmm. What is it? So that's what we're going to talk about and what next do week. people think it is? What do they think it is? It, it's, I suppose it's whatever it means to you. Uh, so many different categorizations of mm-hmm. poetry. And so there's yeah. a there's a bunch of little poems that people have written already for that exhibit, and that's what we're going to talk about next week when we do our special show. Live. From 11 to noon, live. 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 On live. Facebook. Live from Main Street Locust Grove, <laughs> USA. It's the Romp Podcast Show. Wacky first, Live. First anniversary edition. <laughs> yes, and it is on Rump. Look for so, the spotlights. So I do want you all to know, please tune in if you can from 11 to noon on October 21st and tune in on Facebook to the museum's page. Yeah. The Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry. That's where we're going to be redoing it from. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, don't be sure and, and not miss that. Yeah. And um, it's that time already, Bill. Mm-mm. Yes, it is. Poetry Court. The gavel is between us. 
Ooh. <laughs> the gavel between us. That's a poem. <laughs> the gavel between us. It's like whoever – this is like Uno or, or, or uh, Spades, which whoever gets it spoons, whoever gets it first. <laughs> yeah, we decided, well, we're really not the judge. And, you know, we were trying to do – the prosecutor was also the judge, and that just wasn't working. So, But we like this gavel, so we're just going to keep – We do. We're just yeah. going to fight over it. Yeah. <laughs> Have a gavel fight. <laughs> right. And today, Bill, you are the prosecutor in uh, this court of uh, the Wacky Poem Life Court, and I will okay. be defending the okay. poem. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And if, um, if for some reason you're tuning into us for the very first time, we started uh, this little segment a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Call Poetry Court where I, you take a bad poem to yeah. court. I misspoke, and I said, <laughs> we should have a poetry court. And I f- literally saw a light bulb go off over your head. <laughs> I about <laughs> fell out of my chair. <laughs> or, it, or it sunk down. This chair sometimes, it'll just go, boop, you know, and I, and I, get, lo- and I, I fall know, about You know how inches. I know Shauna's passionate about something? You get lower and lower and lower. <laughs> I will be on the floor recording, holding the microphone <laughs> right. in my hand eventually. Right, right. right. <laughs> Okay. All right, so I found uh, you this, this lovely poem that lovely. you have to prosecute. Lovely. Okay, love poem. I'll read it. Love poem. Maybe I'm a sick part of a no, sick— No, you found this one that I have to defend, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I found it. You found this one. I apologize for finding it then. So so um, you're defending it, okay? I found it. I found it. <laughs> well, I don't remember. Didn't you? <laughs> I think I did. I found two of them. I found two of them, and this was one okay. of the ones that we— right. You're correct. Uh, not I that anybody out there cares, but— <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me let me get my composure back. <laughs> okay, love poem. Maybe I'm a sick part of a sick thing. Maybe something has caught up with me. Certainly there is a mist between us. I can barely see you. But your hands are two animals that push the mist aside and touch me. Ooh, okay. How where where, where uh, this is um let me get my breath here. Okay. This is a grammatical misdemeanor. Um, now, she – in session. Uh, evidence? Um, Where's the grammar mistake? There, where are the – where are the uh, – I see no. <laughs> I see – let me finish. I'm, I'm going to hide this. I'm just going to try and confuse you by banging okay. on the gavel. <laughs> as, as, a, as a prosecutor, I'm going to write what – the uh what is hap- what is I'm, uh, let me t- let me get this i'm removing this gavel because she's stressing he me took it out of my reach i can't reach it now okay it's a maze of malformed imagery the attempt at lyrical poignancy is weak the need to learn the difference between love and lust needs to occur and the charge is emotional fraud oh interesting so defense interesting. why why interesting why charge. do you have to defend uh Please present your defense to the court. Okay. So in terms of it being emotional fraud, I'm not really sure why you can say that because this is obviously a poem that is longing for reconciliation, an animal thing, something natural that must happen. Okay. It is a definition poem. So the title is Apropos. You may you may think love poem is not appropriate, but that's this is a definition poem. It's obviously a response to someone who called them a sick part of a sick thing. So they, they explained that there is a mist between us, and that's a, a visual image that shows that division between these two people. 
And as I said, they long for reconciliation, need to touch, and do feel what has been lost. Why, why are you holding that gavel? Because I'm going to gavel with the. <laughs> I'm going to gavel with the with the tiny end. <laughs> <laughs> is that a tiny so, objection? So defense. You're saying that this is a, a defensive point of view. I am saying that it is re- it is a definition poem that responds to, responds to a person saying that you are a sick part of a and sick thing. And you're feeling like that this person has been accused of being a sick part yes. of a sick thing. Yes, and so explaining to them that there is a definite human need to touch and to feel, and that has been lost, and we need to work toward reconciliation for the sake of love. And it is all one sentence, so obviously a flood of emotion, and it begins in medias res, which doesn't make you try to, it doesn't insult your intelligence. It begins right in the middle of it. Maybe I'm a sick part of a sick thing, the poet says. So they just go right in and don't expect you to have to be baby-fed, spoon-fed. Baby-fed, spoon-fed. The context. Okay, well, I... I, I meant spoon fed. I don't know why baby, baby fed, fed came can, out. You know, uh, baby the, fed, baby face. The, the defense is is so so sure about her, um, you know, her uh, defense <laughs> that <laughs> she's she's lost the 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 power of metaphor. It sounds uh, uh, the defense. It sounds like you're you're condoning stalking and um, um, sort of almost un, 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 how do I say a not healthy relationship type of situation because well, this i didn't say anything about stalking well no, no the, I, how is I, working toward reconciliation I, I, stalking? i think i think that even though that this we're saying this person feels like they've been accused of being a, of part of a sick thing but your hands are two animals that push the mist aside and touch me <laughs> this person is not taking no for an answer <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> in my i, I in, in, is is my inference here Again, I stand by emotional fraud because I, have, I like that word. I have to point out as as an aside that the judge and the jury can't hear that the two animals that push the mist aside. Two animals that push. <laughs> so gross. And how do you push mist aside? You know, it's like what, what are you? What kind of <laughs> animals are pushing mist? Well, I, I feel All right, like, back to back to my. Right, uh, we digress uh, <laughs> somewhat. I, that was as an aside. Nobody heard that. Aside. Even you out there, you didn't hear that. <laughs> Uh, your hands are too animals. I, I, I faltered in my defense. To, I couldn't help it. Yeah, uh, it, it sounds very somewhat uh, uh, one-sided. Okay. Well, what was the charge again? The uh, emotional, emotional fraud. Emotional fraud. But who who is the fraud being perpetrated on? I think an innocent recipient of un, unwanted advances. No, and, and, I don't think so. I don't think you've well, proven that. Well, I don't think. That and you, you have, have to prove it beyond well, a reasonable well, doubt. That's the part. You have the burden, not me. I feel like that. So you all out there, has he met the burden? Well, and I feel like I should. I feel like I should lay a sentence down. And you've said several sentences this is several in the sentences, past eight minutes. But I think the sentence should be two months in a Hallmark packaging factory. That's why. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Just like, can you imagine? I uh, want to see what the illustration would be on this card. Okay. Well. All right. We'll leave it up to people out there. Love who do, poem. Who do you think? Missed poem. All right. Did the prosecution prevail or did the defense have a stronger case? Remember, guilt beyond a reasonable, reasonable doubt. doubt. Lots this of is doubt. a criminal. Lots of doubt. This is a criminal uh, court. Criminal court. Yes, and so you have to prove beyond reasonable doubt. Okay.
Yeah. I feel I feel confident. <laughs> <laughs> My confidence belies me. Folks, you've wasted another perfectly good half hour in your life nah, never, listening to our never, nonsense. Never, never, never. <laughs> But Never. I do I do want to go back and, and say appreciation to the two people who wrote about their memories of their loved ones to start us off on the uh, on the star film heads here in the museum. And please come and visit us when you get a chance and write your own memory on a head. Absolutely. And to or an go end. to the head. We have two of them in the hallway. And there's just a lot of empty heads to be written on <laughs> there. Yeah. Right. Right on this head. Yeah. And, you know, you'll be next week tune in to kind of see us, you know, <clears throat> see what was get into shenanigans live, <laughs> so to speak. Let me I need to gesture to somebody, you know, Bill cannot be contained. Yeah. Yes. There's all kinds of gesturing and, and face facial ex- expressions <laughs> and stuff going on here. I think people need to see it. We might wind up, you know, videoing every every oh, freaking episode. Can you imagine? We're gonna we'll be a YouTube sensation. Sensation. Overnight <laughs> sensation. Yep. All right. Well thank you all very much for Bye. joining us. Spread the word. Bye folks. <laughs>